You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And after a hiatus, I'm pleased to be joined by my co-host, Philip. Phil, welcome back. Our listeners want to know, where the heck have you been? Where have I been? <laughs> How yeah. have you been? I've been well. I've well. Sorry I've been gone for a little bit. That's all right. Feels good to be back, though. I'll tell you that. I tried my best to hold it down in your absence, but it just wasn't the same without <laughs> I you. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's pretty good, dude. I listened to the one where you did the... 24-hour oh. solitude one. Yeah, man. That was legit. I you you going to do that? I would like to do that. I hope I would not <laughs> sleep the whole time. I'm sure I wouldn't, but yeah. the whole time I was like, man, I, I do feel like you would be bored out of your mind, and you did a good job kind of like processing through that. Yeah, there was, there was definitely an, an element of boredom, but uh, you fight through and kind of get into some deeper times of just reflection and gratitude, and I it's a great I think idea. just persevering through and it's a great sitting idea. alone with yourself. That's a, a valuable ability, I think. You can't do that. Yeah, most of us can't. But, so. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, you think of you can't do that, but it's hard. Yeah. Right? When you have your phone and your device all connected to you yeah. so much. Yeah, it's good to, uh, it was good to, to break free from the, uh, the addiction to the screen, so... I'm yeah. listening. <laughs> just haven't been on the show. So I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we're at full yeah. force now. What are we talking about today? Ooh. Yeah, we talk a lot about our uncommon journey and what it looks like to create an uncommon life, a life that transcends the status quo, is free from the quote-unquote drift, and is lived with intentionality in pursuit of adventure, growth, and impact. And we found that foundational to an uncommon life is are our six uncommon pillars. You want to hit the people with those? Oh, really bad. <laughs> uh, radical relationships, I found, that's the one I usually talk about first because I value that the public yeah most, you're, you're a people guy i'm a people guy holistic health worthwhile work stellar stewardship fervent faith and victorious vision amen so yeah these are really a litmus test through which we can regularly assess our growth and we believe that we can work towards optimizing each of these areas in our lives we don't have to pursue growth in one area at the expense of the other which i think is a common yeah. misconception like what are your thoughts on that yeah i think that it kind of ebbs and flows. There's times where I feel like I'm doing a really good job of connecting to my community outside of our family um, in radical relationships. And there's other times where I feel like that kind of drops off and I have to work on like work or this, that, and the other. But I like this, you know, the six pillars because it just gives you an idea of, Hey, there's other areas in your life that you might need to be focusing on mm -hmm. that you might be neglecting. And if any of these have turned into a mundane, like what can you do to like spice things up? Like that's what I love yeah. to do. Make it fun. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly with ebbs and flows. There's going to be seasons where some areas have to be the, the focus and the priority, but it doesn't mean you throw everything else to the wayside because then you're just going to be trying to dig yourself out of a different hole. Yeah. Um, so I think if you find that you're lacking in an area, whether it's maybe in your finances and you're just realizing you're kind of lean towards the end of the month, it's like, should you despair in that? 
No, you just want to make some assessments and adjustments to, to get back, back on track. And the reality is these are like really weighty things. Mm-hmm. Like, and as you get older, you realize the weight of responsibility and each one of these things. And I feel like they kind of get bigger and bigger over time. Mm. And so to have somebody in a community to be able to focus on this stuff, hopefully kind of shakes you out of your norm of like, oh, wait, I do have to kind of be intentional here. And that's our purpose of this podcast. That's the purpose of the uncommon is to help people become uncommon in these things. Because the truth is, there's just not a lot of people who are really pursuing things and doing things in such a way that's like, I want to be intentional with these things. I want to really be different in how I view my work or how I steward my finances or, mm-hmm. or things like that. So that's why we've done this. And that's why I love kind of talking through this. Cause I need this podcast more than probably more people do. Most mm-hmm. people do. I just feel like this is really nice to have a platform to talk through. So for hopefully sure. this is encouraging to everybody that listens. Yeah. Yeah. I think the crucial thing with community is, you know, when you get around other people, you're going to find that some people are really excelling in one area and you're really excelling in one area and you can, be an inspiration and a motivator to them and they have value to offer you as well. So we talk a lot about crowdsource wisdom. You know, I might be doing really excelling uh, as far as in marriage and in parenting and feel like those connections are strong and thriving. But maybe when it comes to work, I mean, this is even speaking personally, I can feel like that's an area where I'm kind of struggling to find that my work is worthwhile Mm. and that I am valuing it even though I'm, there might be a challenge there. Like what are some, what are some different perspectives and different tactics that I could use to, to try to make that more worthwhile and and thrive in that area. And yeah. Yeah. And the honest truth is like, I feel like we can be working very hard at each one of these, but ultimately it's God that is going to be giving us success in these areas. And I have had this thought recently of just like, man, I, my marriage is like a refuge. It is so good. Like my marriage and, Honestly, that's a gift from the Lord. For sure. It's not anything that I've done because I know a lot other godly men who have really tried to make the marriage and it just is not mm. thriving. And so then I also think about like my business is like, okay, is this thriving? You right? And I'm like, eh, not really, but I've been working really hard at it mm-hmm. and it's just not thriving. And so is it that God's not blessing me in that area? I don't think so. Does that make sense? Like, I think that he is blessing me. I just have to have a different perspective on that. Maybe my definition of success might be yeah. off from what God's will is for me. And so the the long and short of it is we can be working really hard at any one of these six, and it still it feels like an uphill climb, mm-hmm. uh, which is okay. And I feel like there is some view that we can check and a perspective that we can kind of work ourselves to that maybe it's okay. Like maybe there's a joy in the journey. We've talked about this. So I'll stop talking, but I do feel like ultimately like it's God's hand Mm -hmm. that really is going to push us to the next level. I do think that he does like when we try, but you know, that's not all of it. Right. Yeah. It's, and I've always said like fervent faith is one of our pillars, but I'd almost even more so call it the cornerstone because for for me and for you and for a lot of the people that are part of this community, like apart from God, it doesn't matter how hard we work and Amen. our best laid plans are, are futile if not submitted to God who ultimately can make things come to fruition and, and make it good. And 
Yeah. So yeah, and I, here's I just had this quick thought of just like when Jesus is like, no, th- cast your net on the other side of the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know the disciples like, are you kidding? Me? Right. <laughs> we already did night, that. We've been know? here all. Yeah. And like that's the kind of God we serve is a guy who's like, no, just throw it on the other side. Like, well, that seems so mundane and dumb. And yeah. then it's like I am sinking the boat because there's so <laughs> many fish. Uh, so yeah, he has power to do all of that stuff. And now will he? I don't know. Like he could. And to have faith side of a mustard seed, um, would be awesome. So anyway, that's that's what we're trying to strive to be. We're we're challenging each other to do that and and have our eyes open for what God's doing. I think is yeah, and just invite other people into the conversation and into this pursuit. Like we're definitely not coming at it from a place of being experts or having it we're all figured to. out, but we're just like, who are the other men and women who are interested in creating their own uncommon life and want to, you know, be on this journey together, even though our paths look differently. And so, yeah, like we mentioned, we talk a lot about our uncommon journey and those, those all look different from person to person. But what would you say, Phil, is something that defines your uncommon journey, whether, whether right now or. Yeah. Overall, that's a good question. One that I probably should take a lot longer to answer. (laughs) I feel like overarching i feel like i'm very joyful like i just i'm pretty cheerful kind of guy i enjoy my life and if i don't i'm selfish enough to like change something to Mm. make me enjoy my life and in that i think a lot of people benefit from that so i would say what something that defines me is i'm truly happy to be alive i feel super blessed and in that i like to continue to do that but it it takes time and like the mundane can creep in quickly uh, and that's usually when I'm like, no, nah, we, we can do better. Like we can make this fun, even mm-hmm. if it's going to carpet shopping. Like, well, can we climb <laughs> on the carpets? Like, this will be awesome, you know? Um, and so that's kind of always been my, I don't know, uncommonness of like, well, how can we make something that's super normal fun? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how can we invite other people into that fun? And because of that, not only are they having fun, but you're having more fun. So it's kind of like this compounding effect. That'd be what I'd say. What about you? Well, I wanted to, yeah, that's awesome. I wanted to real quick ask, like, do you have an example of a time where you intentionally infused maybe a mundane thing with, with joy and invited people into that? Yeah. Um, well, off the top of my head, I would say like sometimes connection groups. So our church really puts a high emphasis on connection groups. And at the time I just felt like I was going to lead this connection group and I just kind of felt like, you know, like this. eh." So like, let's go do something fun, right? Like let's, let's have something. And then we hit. I don't know what we did, but we started doing, um, this is one thing we did, a challenge for all the husbands. I shouldn't say that. I made a challenge for all the husbands and my wife made a challenge for all the ladies. And we didn't tell the opposite. Per- we didn't, I didn't tell my wife what my challenge was. She didn't tell me what her challenge to the other women were. And then we made it a game to see if you could try to figure out what your wife's challenge was. And, and so every week we would get there and everyone would get like a little piece of paper and you would see like the challenge. Like one week was uh, make your wife breakfast mm-hmm. in bed, right? Like, so, so then the wives are trying to figure out, I'm pretty sure the challenge was, they figured that one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like some of them were like, so, so like that was like bringing something and it was super fun. Like every week it would change and rotate who was going to give the challenge to the other men. Right. Yeah. But I was so excited to get my challenge from somebody just to see like, what can I do to, inspire like kind of like intentionality in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so that was one thing that a small little thing, but I, yeah. I mean anything like if I'm going to go to play, watch my son play football, I'll grab a Frisbee. 
I'll grab a football, you know, like, and so my other son and I and my daughter can play catch. Or, mm-hmm. So whatever it is. But you're like, still watching the game, right? Totally watching the game, yeah. <laughs> but like, there's a lot of downtime. Yeah, right, right. My son's not playing a lot, you know, so <laughs> let's figure it out. And so how is it that you can look at something different and then just think like, well, that would be fun to do. Yeah. And then lead that in such a way like, hey, let's How can I make this uncommon? That's really what it is. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, one thing, as I was just thinking about this question something that's kind of been resonating for me is the idea of quote unquote one more. So going the extra mile. That's good. So kind of the idea of like leave nothing in the tank or just be willing to do more than the people around you. So Hmm. whether it's running an extra 800 meters at the end of a workout or read one more chapter or text one more person, something encouraging, like whatever it is, I think that's an uncommon way to to live in a world where most people are kind of doing the bare minimum just to get by. It's like, how do I, how do I compete yeah. against myself? Good. You know, I don't necessarily have to broadcast it or, or the example of running the 800 meters is I do that at the end of my workout classes and there are other people there and I know they see me do it, but I'm not trying to be boastful. I haven't even asked anybody else to run, but they, I've had a couple people after some uh, specifically rigorous workouts kind of come up to me. He's like, you're not doing your run, are you? And I'm like, yep, I'll be, I'll be right back. Yeah. So I, I think just like leading by example and trying to go above and beyond. And here's another thing that I think makes both us uncommon. And I think a lot of other people uncommon is they don't fall victim. There is something about it that like no one, you're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it for your own integrity, right? Like, Making something fun is kind of selfish or like you running. It's not because you're wanting other people to see it. It's because, no, I want to try to push myself. I want to do this for my own growth, yeah. right? I want to tell myself that I have mind over matter uh, in this area or whatever. I think that separates a lot of people because mm-hmm. I think there's some people who are like, well, I'm doing this because of that and trying to get man's praises mm-hmm. or an uncommon person. I feel like is not doing it for other men's praise They're doing it for your own personal or your like relationship with God. Yeah. So that's really neat. Yeah. I think it's like a question of what am I like really capable of? And I'm not going to find that out if I'm just doing what's expected of me. And it's like, you're not going to set yourself apart as uncommon or great by just doing what everybody else is doing. So when you're willing to go that extra mile, you're naturally going to get results that other people aren't. But I think the caveat here is that pride can also start to creep in. Yes. So when you're working harder than others and getting better results, I think you can start to believe the lies like, well, I'm, I'm just better. And right. like, what are, what do you think are some of the negative thoughts that you might have towards others? Like when you're really starting to excel? Like, what are, oh, I mean, it's so easy. I pride is like my root of all my issues. Yeah. Uh, and so it's easy to be like, oh, I'm better than everybody else. Like, oh, I got this like that. I've been the older I get, the more I'm grateful to not to have those thoughts. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing is like, you think you're the center of the world mm-hmm. and you kind of see how, Oh, the world revolves around me. Everyone's a pawn in my game. You know, uh, well, no, that's not true. In fact, the whole world would keep moving on without you very yeah. quickly. And, and you're not that good. And I can't tell you how many times, I mean, ultimate Frisbee is a good example. We all know that we like to play all different. <laughs> there was one time I jumped this year and I don't think my cleats left the grass. <laughs> like truly. And I like jumped, didn't leave the grass. So that's humbling. Yeah. And um, yeah, just as your body changes and you kind of like realize like, oh wait, I'm not invincible. And I think that's inherently the risk factor kind of starts going down. Like when you're young, like oh, I'll do whatever. Now yeah. it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. Uh, 
And like real life situations, somebody asked me like, hey, will you go skydiving with me? And I'm like, no, no, I won't, you know, uh, because the risk I think is is there and you kind of think about it differently. Um, so, yeah, the risk has always been there, but maybe there's more at stake for you. That's right. Because you're right. thinking about your family, I yes. imagine. <laughs> and I think as I, I was younger, I was like, well, they'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, like, well, now I'm like, oh, that's a selfish. You're like, if I die, this is a pretty crazy way to go out. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to go meet my savior. So. <laughs> um, but so I do think that it's, it's, it's interesting when you think about all this and how they kind of play together. But pride is something that you have to check. Yeah. Because here's where it all kind of boils down. We're common people. We serve an uncommon God. Yep. And even God came down and his rescue plan for us was completely different than everybody else thought. Mm-hmm. They thought he was going to be riding in and have this huge uh, kingdom that he's going to, you know, be, be a, a military hero. Yeah. And he comes in on a donkey and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, and what he was thinking. And he dies. And he dies. <laughs> and then three days later, he raises from Come the on. dead. Yeah. But that's not inherently what humans thought when he was going to be leading this kingdom. And so when they died, it was just kind of like, I mean, the disciples in the upper rooms, like frayed out of their mind. Like, right. This guy was a lunatic and we just followed him for how long? Uh, until he comes back. And that's, that's the uncommon God that we serve. And so because we, he's uncommon, this gives us power to be uncommon because we're really just common people. Yep. But that's where I think inherently the Holy Spirit is, is very uncommon. And in that, allows us to do things that probably aren't of ourselves, even when situations are very great to not escalate it, but to actually like, how do you win these people over? Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you let the Holy spirit kind of shine through even through my sin? That's the yeah. play. The Holy spirit, the uncommon denominator. <laughs> there it is. Boom. Mic drop. Ryan Garfield. No, show's not over. <laughs> so, but this does bring us to our topic for today's show. So this idea of choosing compassion over comparison on your uncommon journey. This concept of, of choosing compassion over comparison was first introduced to me at about a decade ago when I was a camp counselor. And the speaker for that camp had an overall theme, compassion over comparison. Mm-hmm. His point was that you, you need that approach in every area of your life, in your faith journey, your relationships, your work, finances, everything. And this idea has really stuck with me ever since. And I think it's worth noting that there are two sides of this coin. So when you compare yourself to someone that you feel is superior, you will be filled with self-doubt and self-loathing. You'll be like, oh, I can never be as good as them. Why should I try? Like, I don't even want to be around that person. Instead of being inspired of what you might be able to do, you actually feel less than. And then if you compare yourself to someone that you feel is inferior, that's just going to fill you with pride and judgment. So really just guarding against comparison which really is a thief of joy mm-hmm. and and just having compassion towards people whether you think that they're further down the path or or behind you so why do you think phil that it's important to choose compassion over comparison yeah yeah i like how you said there's kind of two things to comparison it's either like i'm better than you or you're way better than me yeah and so either one of us kind of like suffocating in its own way yeah um so yeah i think it's it's good to think about this because like you said, there is a component of comparison. What is it? It's jealousy. Mm. It's jealousy or pride, I think, is probably the other side if you kind of go. on. The, mm-hmm. uh, but the compassion part of it is like understanding other person's view, where they're at. Compassion to me is something that is very winsome. I feel like Jesus was compassion, but he also had truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that was winning people over like crazy because he wasn't just 
telling everybody they're great. No, that's actually not true. But, yeah. but he also was doing it out of love and compassion. Yeah. And so truth with compassion is winsome where truth in comparison or truth out of pride or that's not good. So yeah, compassion to me is something that not only wins something over, but you can also see something from a different perspective that you may not have seen because we're all super prideful and we think that our poop doesn't stink. (laughs) And so, and I think AI and social media, like as we're scrolling through, we're only seeing the things that we want to see as well as I think like articles that are really resonating with us. And so we're further entrenching ourselves in the viewpoint that we have. And when you're at a compassion level, you're, you're coming into the conversation or relationship thinking, Hey, I might not understand it all. Help me understand a different perspective. And to me that breeds health that breeds, uh, uniqueness and understanding uh, all great things, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- I wouldn't say fruit of the spirits, but kind of. Uh, and so, to me, that's a that's the ploy. How do we get there? That's mm-hmm. the, I think the question. Yeah, How's yeah. We've we've step? talked about like holding our convictions tightly and our opinions loosely, yeah. um, and approaching people with appreciation and just being curious first. To uh, how do I? How can I understand you instead of how can I convince you of what I believe? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I loved everything that you said and even using the example of Jesus, like he would heal people and, and deliver them. And then he would also say, go and sin no more. Yeah. So he'd also call them to a higher standard. Yeah. And, and a wh- higher standard they want to be. Yeah. They just got healed. Right. It's great. Right. So I think when you're comparing yourself to others who maybe aren't doing what you're doing, whether this is in the area of your health and fitness or in your marriage, parenting, your finances. I think that's a, that's a, such a kind of nefarious thing is this idea of comparison. Like you alluded to is like social media. What does that breed comparison? Cause we're just yes. seeing yes. what everybody else is doing yep. and everybody else's philosophies. And they're like, Hey guys, here's 10 quick and easy steps of how to blah, blah, blah. And if you, if you are out there and you're seeing that you might feel really bad about yourself, but if you're the one that's kind of promoting the message you might start to get prideful and judge people. And, and so Romans 12, three tells us not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought, but think of ourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. And then Proverbs 27, two says, let someone else praise you and not your own mouth, your own mouth. Mm. I listen to a lot of different self-improvement podcasts, many of which have question and, and answer segments And I feel like a question that comes up time and time again from a lot of men is, hey, I've been putting in work to better myself for a while now, but I'm just not seeing the same motivation and effort from my wife. It's usually Ah, my wife. Okay. And so the question, yeah, the question is always like, how do I get my wife to pursue her own growth or to do what Ah. I'm doing? And I think if the host is, you know, worth their salt, They'll tactfully explain to that man that they're really not asking it. the right yeah. question. Yeah. And Tony Robbins, he's famously said, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. If you want to improve your life, you need to ask yourself and others better questions. So in this example of the man who's calling into a show and asking how to get his wife on board, like what comes to mind for you if you were in his shoes of like yeah. maybe a better question to ask? Oh, a better question to ask. Yeah. Let's just pretend like I was the host and somebody called in and okay. said that. Let's do that because I have a better idea for yeah. that. I wasn't thinking about that. So somebody called me. He's like, Dr. Philip. Yeah, Ramsey. I want to figure out. Yeah. 
So this is what I would say. Like, I don't think getting your wife to do anything is the play here, right? I think that if your change is truly authentic and genuine, she will want to change eventually. But that's not the reason why you're changing. Mm-hmm. You're changing because you want to be a better husband, a better father, a better athlete, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're changing for not selfish reasons, but you're changing for things that make you feel like you're in a better place. In that, you're going to be a better lover. You're going to be a better husband. You're a better father. All this stuff that should be an outpouring of the the growth that you're seeing. And if you do it right and you start loving her in a better way, that only breeds like, hey, I want to I want to come on this path. Like, tell me more. But it takes time. Now, yeah. if you try to force that uh, or kind of like, why aren't you growing? I would, I would challenge you. Why are you trying to grow in the yeah. first place? What's your Is motive? It, what's your motive? Yeah. Are you trying to because you're trying to get your wife to do something? Huge miss. Like, that'll never be a good situation expectations yes and like this is it's interesting because as i would say biblical like roles in a husband and wife usually the wife is the one staying at home with the children and doing a lot of the house making and like doing the motherly things in that i think there's a huge mm, i don't know opportunity huge issue where they can lose themselves quickly because as they're pouring all their life into these kids, it's a very thankless job. Mm-hmm. And in that, you change. Like, my wife is not the same person as she was in college now. And I think there's uh, fear that you'll lose yourself. And I think there's a lot of women out there that have that. And I know that my wife has done this. She came to me one time. She's like, I don't even know who I am. Mm. And I remember telling her, like, listen, go hang out with your friends. You do you. And just if you turn out to be like a carny or a gothic chick, I'll be into gothic chicks. I'll be in carnies. Like, I want to love you for Those who you are. Those two examples are so bizarre. Yeah. I love it. I know. Right. <laughs> you want to be into sewing? I'll be into sewing. But I really gave her the flexibility of like, listen, I want you to love your life again, and I'll love whoever you choose to be. I'm giving you freedom to do that, right? Now, you're probably not going to find it the same way I do. I like to play ultimate frisbee and compete. That's probably not going to be my wife. But what is it that I can help you? Like, go hang out with your friends. Go read books or whatever you want to do. Like, let me take some responsibility off your shoulders so you feel like you have the freedom and flexibility to be able to find who you are again in this age, Hmm. in this parenting. It's a nightmare sometimes. And so that to me is what I would challenge the listener to say or do is like, listen, maybe you're changing for the wrong reasons. And what can you do today to love your wife even more than you did yesterday? Mm-hmm. And if you continue to do that and you're not worried about her response, I think eventually her response will be like, wait, I want a little bit more of that. Or you'll find that in your lack of intentionality, you've actually harmed your marriage more than you ever thought you did. Mm. And in that case, then you got to go back and figure out what could I do and what kind of ownership can I take in that, that I can like heal some wounds that I've created. Mm-hmm. Cool. Long, long yeah. answer. What lot, would you say? Lot to unpack there. What would you I say? I think two things that you mentioned that I want to circle back to or one is like the time frame of it. So you might go into this and be like, all right, I'm going to better myself. And I think subconsciously expect like, you know, by month two, I should be seeing my wife start to take actions on yeah, these things. Right. And I no. think you're, that's a recipe for disaster. Like you should expect yeah. this to be a long, the long game. So it's like our time is not the Lord's time. We don't get to determine when or how yeah. people change. Right. Another thing that you touched on is just like reminding 
our spouse and ourselves of like our identity and mm. like our identity specifically in Christ. So yep. regardless of the season that we're in and, and what we're doing for our job or if it's, you know, being a homemaker or whatever the case may be, it's like your identity is not based on what you do during the day. It's who Christ says you are. So focusing more on, on who you are as a human being and not a human doing. Cause I think, especially for us as men, like it's so tempting and easy to place our identity in what we do, mm-hmm. but that doesn't fluctuate based on our job or promotion or getting laid off. Like we're always who we are in Christ, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So just always affirming our spouses and ourselves in their true identity. That's great. I think another couple like questions, maybe better questions to ask would be, taking a step back even in like in what area or areas of life is my wife actually outpacing me in the pursuit of growth or excellence? Cause you might be That's killing great. it. Maybe you've That's just great. like turned a new leaf on your health and fitness and you're, you feel like you're killing it. And then you look over at your wife and she's not, you know, working out four times a week right. or necessarily eating the best, but where, what other areas of life is she really kicking butt and just taking time to do that inventory and, like affirming her in that celebrating her in that. Um, Cause there are going to be areas of excellence where she is more, more than likely outpacing you. Yeah. You already touched on this one. So what is my true motive or mm-hmm. you hear what's my why for pursuing growth? Is it for my own joy and fulfillment or to be praised by my partner? And then how do I encourage my spouse to consider growth in this area without being condescending or judgmental? So Phil, you already said it, but our goal shouldn't be to get our wives or our kids or, or really anyone for that matter to do the same things that we're doing mainly because our uncommon journeys all look different. Right. So, yeah. And I think this is a big point of like, you have to be, you have to be their champion. Like you got to be their biggest cheerleader. You also have to do probably things harder than you would want to, but you have to lead by example in this. I'm speaking to mainly men out there. Like, yeah. You've got to lead and you got to lead well. And this is probably something I know I've lacked in the past. So like if I try to lead in some area, Aaron would be like, yeah, we'll see how long this goes. So yeah, yeah. I have to probably hold some people, have some people hold me accountable to this stuff to make sure that I stay on top of it. Because the last thing you want to do is like, okay, I'm going to really do this. And then later just kind of puts out. I yeah. don't feel like that's helpful in that regard. So, yeah. That's a great point. Cause especially if you've been married to someone long enough, like they've probably seen areas in your life where yeah. you've been gung ho about something and then it's just kind of fizzled out. And yep. with each time that that happens, your credibility gets smaller and smaller. So if you're trying again, like again, you have to stay the course and you've got to be willing to do it long term and not throw your hands up in the air. If after three weeks, like they haven't been convinced, it's yep. just like, I'm doing this. Because I believe it's the right thing to do, not because I need you to get on board or praise me. Yes, right. <laughs> Which is hard to do. Like I, I mean, this is not easy stuff. Yeah. And again, uncommon is not easy. Right. That is probably the main thing that you probably should get at all yeah. of our podcasts. Oh, this is going to be hard. Yep. Yep. That's why we need each other. That's right. So I tried to compile a list of of do's and don'ts, and we can go through that and maybe just read every other one. I love it. Let's we'll stay on this topic of of health and fitness because I think this is something that a lot of people can relate to. So let's say you're turning a new leaf. You you got your gym membership. You're eating right. Uh, you're feeling good about your health. It's easy to start looking around at others in your life and putting those expectations on them. 
and we'll use the example I think specifically in marriage because I think that's that's like front and center. So say your wife doesn't exercise regularly or or, or eat as healthy as you think she should. Here are some probably do, do's and don'ts in that situation. So the first one I think is to regard yourself with humility. So before we can encourage and lead others, like we just need to acknowledge our own f- fallibility, our own tendency to to mess up and make mistakes and admit that we don't have it all figured out. Again, like we're not coming from a place of, of perfection, but rather a desire to, to learn together and to inspire. And I think even just remembering that there was a point in your own life where you weren't doing well in this area. So we need to show others that same level of grace if they're struggling in that. Yeah. Okay. So the second one you did, you, you do a great job prepping all this. We all know Philip is not prepping nothing. So here (laughs) we are. Uh, Let your actions speak louder than words. This is the one that's like the long suffering. So if I think one of the things that you can do is like, Hey, like let's go on a walk later. Like let's do something. I've got like, let's say like my wife's quality time. So she doesn't care what it is. But if it's like quality time, she's kind of in. And if I even have more intentional things, like let's say I wanted her to walk, I don't, but like, or exercise, I'd be like, hey, I got like 10 questions. Let's go on a walk. I got, okay. you know, like, so we're not only like letting my action speak, but I'm also being intentional about what we're going to do. So it's not just like, let's just go on a walk. And yeah. she's like, why do I want to, you know, why do you want to go on a walk? Yeah. You know? Because chances are you've probably tipped your hand of like <laughs> this before we're all sinners. So it's probably like, I want you to exercise more. However you said that uh-huh. in the past. And maybe there's some hurt there. So she's very reluctant to mm. do this. So again, how do you let your actions speak louder than words? How do you be more intentional? How do you make things fun? I'll let it at that. But uh, just, I think you doing the things over and over in a repetitive way and she's seeing growth in you yeah. are letting you. you yeah, know, I think that's actions. attractive. That's, that's so attractive. More attractive and persuasive than giving lengthy spiels of why we don't need a lecture. Right. Exactly. Yep. So the next one is on that note, let your level of sharing be equal to their level of curiosity. So I think it's great to be passionate about your growth. Odds are like your wife and others are close to you are going to notice, but you shouldn't project that same passion onto them or have an expectation that they're ready to, you know, follow suit. So maybe in time, they'll ask one or two questions. I would say answer those questions and leave it at that. And if Mm -hmm. they, they seem genuinely interested or excited to continue the dialogue, then you don't have to feign like you're disinterested. It's like you can match their excitement and continue to engage. But if they kind of ask you some questions and they leave it at that, it's like, all right, progress. Yeah, that's good, man. You know? That's a good one. That's a good one. The next one is don't date it up or th- show up and throw yep. up. This is brilliant because I feel like in my own excitement, sometimes I come in hot, I come mm-hmm. in hot. We all have done it. Yep. Uh, but but another way to do this instead of data dumping or show up and throw up, as I like to say, uh, is to be inquisitive. Holy cow. I just listened to this podcast. I can't stop thinking about it. Uh-huh. We listen to it and like, just give me your thoughts. Does that make sense? Like, so it's almost inviting her to like, Hey, listen to this podcast. I can't stop thinking about it. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. And instead of just like, let me just tell you what happened to this podcast. And it's like, I'm not going to do a great job. Not very articulate. She hates it. This is not going well. (laughs) Instead of that, don't data dump, but be inquisitive. Hey, I just listened to this podcast. I'm consuming a lot of this information and it's intriguing to me. I value your opinion enough. Will you kind of like do your own due diligence? 
pull me out of this rabbit hole kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like help me understand that this isn't the end all be all. Cause that's kind of where I'm thinking yeah. right now. You know, do you see any red flags with this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yep. I'm telling you brother, my wife and I have gone on every diet that you possibly can think of <laughs> every diet. And like, it's great because we kind of like, Hey, what do you think about this? Like help me. And she does a really good job of like pulling me along, not just data dumping. Uh, but then kind of giving me resources that I can like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. Let's see what happens here. Yeah. Uh, so. And yeah, I'll, I think something that just came to mind is like, don't be passive aggressive in this. Like 100%. Don't like the, send that your, that could be a bullet. Point. Yeah. Don't send your wife a podcast and be like, Hey, would you mind listening to this? It's like top 10 ways not to nag your husband. Like that, <laughs> that's not going to go over well for you. <laughs> if you do, let us know. Call yeah. in. I let us know if you're still alive. <laughs> But I think another thing is like just reading the room. Like if you're talking to somebody and you see that yeah. their eyes are glazed over and like read their facial and their body cues, like they're going to, they're going to show you if they're interested or not. Yeah. If they're leaning yeah. forward in their seat and their eyes are animated, it's like, all right, you're, you've got their attention, but yeah, just be in tune to that. That's good. It's good. Yeah. Avoid offering unsolicited advice. So that kind of goes up to your other point. It does. You know? like, yep. That's good though. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is like turn someone off to something you care about yep. that could actually genuinely benefit and enrich their life all because like you just never shut up about it. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. And, and the thing you have here is ask how you can help and support them. I also think like how you can ask them to support you, mm-hmm. right? Like that's another way to do it in a different way in an uncommon way. Um, maybe your wife desire to elevate her health or fitness, but she's overwhelmed with her own responsibilities, feels guilty about asking for time for herself. Um, and so you might be able to have a conversation and say, Hey, this is how I can help you. I can take the kids and then you can do this. Right. Yeah. So, yep. So yeah, I think just being willing to have the conversation, ask good questions and being willing to support our partner and whatever their journey um, might look like in that area. Let's get personal. All right. What would you say is one way that you've seen your wife like really set the pace or the tone for sure in an area? She wakes up at like five thirty every morning and like reads her Bible. Bam. Yeah. So there's that. Um, I journal sometimes in the morning. You know, like it's very fun. It's not as consistent as Aaron, and so she does a great job praying for our family. Uh, leads our family in such a way like she organizes things. She's just really good at that logistically as your kids get older and they have their own life, like somebody needs to understand where and what and how to get there. She does a great job of that. So awesome. And I'm guessing she's never passive aggressively tried to get you to get up earlier or no, not at all. Right. (laughs) This is a true story. So this was many years ago. It was after work and I just jumped on the couch and like probably was scrolling through my phone or whatever. And my wife's washing dishes, like truly. And she's from the other room is like, Hey, I'm so thankful you work so hard for us. And like, as you're on your phone, as I'm on my phone, as she's doing dishes. And like, this was not like, this wasn't a pro like this. She was like, generally like, thank yeah. you. You know, guess what I did? Probably put your phone down. Yeah. I put my phone down, went up and got help her with yeah. dishes. Right. So it wasn't this condescending thing. This like, retort- no, it was like, no, thank you for working so hard. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well, yeah. And like, I'll put the phone down. Right. Now. Like, let me show you that I can work hard. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, that was really interesting to me because like it wasn't, if she would have said like, oh, it's great that you're sitting on your butt, you know, yeah. like I'd have been like, oh, that doesn't feel great. Like, yeah. you know, it didn't, 
what she did to encourage me actually made me step up and be a better husband that at that moment. Yeah, she didn't even have to ask you to help her. No, right. And I wanted to help her. So that's like the uncommon twist in life uh. is like, how do you, even yourself, like step up to the game of like a higher calling? Like that's what Jesus is calling us to do. Are we, we're failing that every day, but how can you, and this kind of podcast is talking through this, like how can we inspire our spouses to be a better version of ourselves tomorrow? And like, that was a great example of how mm-hmm. she did that. So yeah. And meeting them where they're at. Yes. I will share real quick though, an example of how my wife, Victoria sets the tone. And if I'm answering this in, from a place of like our uncommon pillars, I would definitely say that my wife is killing it in the area of worthwhile work. Mm. She operates her own salon out of our, our home and she's doing what she loves. She's helping her clients feel great about themselves, not just how they look through the service she provides, but also through the conversations and interactions she has with them, like giving them dignity. She also cares for our two boys, which is no easy task. I get home at the end of the day and I'm like tired of them after like an hour. And so for me as someone who like candidly, I, I've kind of struggled in this area of worthwhile work just to find like what I feel is that calling. I'll say I really admire that she's carved out a fulfilling career path and you know, she's been the breadwinner of our house Mm -hmm. for nearly two years. And, um, as I've just kind of been figuring things out and, you know, that's a bit of an ego check as a, as a man, but I can say like, she's been so supportive has never made me feel like less than she's never guilt tripped me. Um, she's just encouraged me and prayed for me, like told me to keep following my, my dreams. Of course, if I were, you know, getting up at noon every day and not going to work, there'd be an issue there, but that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not what's going on. But I just want, I wanted to share that cause I'm very thankful just for the example she sets in that area and just for her encouragement towards me. So yeah, good. It's awesome. Kind of as we, as we wrap up, kind of talked about this in marriage specifically, but have you seen this idea of com- compassion over comparison play out in any other relationships, whether with your kids or friends or coworkers? What comes to mind? Yeah, this is th- the book tactics by Greg Kokel is a pretty good like synopsis of what we're talking about okay. here. And uh, it's about the, art of debating that's the book and i've never heard of a debate that goes like oh yeah ryan you're right i'm going to change my mind so i was super reluctant to read this book and now i need to read it again it's one of my favorite books here's why because it's about compassion and it's about like understanding the other person's viewpoint before you even even talk about yours like you don't even get on your platform of christianity or how you think jesus is the right way like no you just engage with people in a yeah. compassionate way and in that there's actually true transformation that happens and i've been blessed by that book so many times because there's been times where i would have the such a different view on a perspective or different value but they would never know because all I do is ask questions on how they got to where they're at there. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it wasn't, God never gave me an opportunity to be like, no, I, I, this is what I believe. They, they never ask at the end of that. They've like, Oh, Philip's a, like, Oh, I really like F- Philip. I think like he asked me all these really good questions. He cares. <laughs> he cares. And I do care, but they never asked me like, well, what do you think? Cause I'd be like, Oh, I don't think that at all. Like yeah. <laughs> that has been like, wait, what? So, Uh, But the compassion is where I think the relationships can be bred and start building and be born from. And so I feel like every day I get to have 
great conversations and I'm not as uptight because I don't feel like I have to tell them what I believe. I get to ask them what they believe mm-hmm. and how they got there. Mm-hmm. And in that, win a true friend. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you realize like, oh, wow, like that's way different than I ever thought. But it's a good perspective to have because I just don't have that. Yeah. So, yeah, people don't care how much you know until they, they know how you much care. you care. Yeah. So that's how awesome. about you? <clears throat> yeah, I think even just in light of the uncommon and our desire to inspire men to pursue accountability and growth. Compassion over comparison is huge. You know, I think needing to first empathize with the challenges that men do face in terms of pursuing intentional growth. So marriage, raising kids, working their job, maintaining their finances, trying to just like stay healthy and make it through the day. Just realizing like there are very real challenges recognizing that the default setting for most most men and most people is to drift like we all get caught up in routine we're just trying to manage and get through the day a lot of time as men we're we're taking care of everyone else's needs and we lose sight of caring caring for ourselves and you know the reality is that most men aren't ready to make drastic changes in their lives because they like it hasn't gotten bad enough yet yeah I think the sad truth is oftentimes like we, we have to have a scare in order to realize like a, a drastic change that has to be made, whether it's oh, yeah. losing a job, having a health scare, getting an ultimatum from our, our wives, you know, getting trapped in just secret sin, whatever it is, and like hitting rock bottom. And so our approach is never going to be to try to scare people, scare guys or guilt trip them, but we also don't want to let them off the hook, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's like we want to acknowledge challenges that we all face, but we don't want to like succumb to excuses, if that makes right. sense. That's good. Here's something that I would say for the listeners. I think that it's always more inviting when you come out of a vulnerable, vulnerable state. Like you're not just going to be like, hey, well, let me tell you what I'm doing great. Yeah. Like it's more like, hey, let me tell you what I've been failing at. Yeah. And something that I would like love your like thoughts on. I value whatever. But I do feel like that when you lead with vulnerability, it allows the other person to come with compassion mm-hmm. versus you come in with a prideful, like, this is how awesome I am. Like, yeah. well, then they're going to be like, well, let me one up you. You know, like, uh, and I have been in conversations where I'm like, oh, this is where I'm really failing right now. And then it's almost like they do the opposite of one upping. They're like, well, this is what I'm doing. Like, yeah. or like, this is where I'm failing. And like, we can commiserate on like the compassion part of it quickly. Uh, that has been a huge help for me in the uncommon path of like, Hey, this is where I feel like I'm really struggling. Or this is what I'm praying about. This is what I'm worried about. This is what's keeping me up at night, whatever it is. Yep. But it does help start that both parties off in a compassion state versus a comparison state. Right. Yeah. I, that's awesome. Like someone shares that they're struggling in their connection with their kids. And if, if yeah. that has been your experience, like you don't ever want to, fake that and be like, Oh yeah, me too. But if that has been a reality for you at one time, you can point back to them like, Hey, I was in a very similar spot. Yep. was not having good connections with my kids. Felt like we were growing apart. These are some of the things that I implemented and in, in small, simple steps that have really helped to increase our connection. And like, right. this is what you can do. And, yeah. and I'm here to like support you, hold yes. you accountable, whatever you need, if that's the case. So, so good. And I think th- just know that like when there's somebody who's vulnerable, there's an automatic, like, I trust you with this information. And so no matter what that is, and I 
I kind of joke about this, but if somebody's like, I want to punch you in my face, punch you in your face. Like, all right, let's talk through that. Like, <laughs> what did I do wrong? You know, like help me understand. But like, it's, it's information about a feeling that you should probably be taking pretty serious and you should be, be trustworthy with that. Mm-hmm. How do you get that other person to keep talking? Or like, if that I'm not struggling, having a connection with my kids, like one, thanks for saying that. Like, yeah. that's not easy to say. Right. Uh, and then two, like what, like ask more probing questions. Like, you know, so yeah, that's good. Awesome. You want to share action steps and hit them with the outro? Oh, man. Yeah. Take time to reflect on if there's a relationship where you have more or you need to have more of a compassion mindset over a comparison mindset. Confess that to that person. I love that action step. And affirm them that their efforts in whatever areas that you see that their strength or or they're excelling in. Uh, and then the second one is just sign up for one of our upcoming Uncommon Experiences. We have a fly fishing trip uh, yeah. in November. I can't wait for that. Uh, we also have a couple's spot left. Couples retreat. Couples retreat. And so I think that could be really good, especially if you feel like your wife or husband, right, whatever, is not taking the next steps. Like this could be a really good thing of like both of you get outside your comfort zone because what Ryan and I have both seen is that there's a lot of growth when you kind of push yourself outside of your comfort level and comfort zone. So those are my things. Uh, it is going to be in Kansas city. It's going to be in February. So instead of Valentine's day, you know what, instead of doing some elaborate thing for Valentine's day, just sign up for the trip. Yep. There you go. There's your two action steps. To be the best Valentine's day you've ever had. Come on now. <laughs> so those are my two things. Anything you'd say? No, I think just be mindful of defaulting to compassion. If you are feeling yourself comparing, um, whether that's to someone who you feel is is superior or inferior, have that humility mindset and, and just determine how you can enter into that relationship with compassion. And thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to The Uncommon Podcast. If you have benefited from our show, I would ask you to follow, rate, and review and share our show. And be sure to check out our website at theuncommon.com where you can learn more about our mission sign up for one of our live experiences and take advantage of many resources that will empower you on your uncommon journey.